Welcome to this Steady Hand Podcast. I'm Tom Bradley, and today's topic is active versus passive management. The podcast is meant to be a companion piece to something we posted uh, on our blog and was published in the Globe and Mail last Saturday, a column that I wrote. It came at this issue from a little different angle, namely the psychiatrist couch, to discuss some of the issues around active management versus passive. When we say active, we mean portfolios that are actively trying to beat the index. So they're making choices on stocks, trying to, to, to buy the ones they think are undervalued and leave the rest alone. Passive, or indexing, as it's often called, is the opposite of that. The funds that are passive, things like exchange-traded funds or some index funds that are offered by the banks, their purpose in life is to be as close to performing the same as the index as they possibly can. Now, the underlying premise of the column, and indeed our firm, is two things. One, ETFs are good, they're low cost, they're efficient, they're transparent. And number two, that market exposure, or beta as it's called in our industry, will, in in the end of the day, make up a bulk of your long-term return. Exchange-traded funds or indexers provide that market exposure. Active managers want to provide the beta, but also some alpha or added value. But as, as my column points out, it's tough to beat the index. Our industry throws all kinds of impediments in the way of our money managers so that it is hard. Fees are too high on our funds, so there's a disadvantage right there. Quite often there's all kinds of pressures of the managers to run their funds very similar to the index. All of the risk management tools we use these days are based on the index. They're not based on, based on a positive return. And they have pressure to not vary too much from the index, especially if they're underperforming. We're too focused on short term, so the managers have to think, uh, what are they going to do this quarter or this year, as opposed to taking a longer-term view. And all of this focus on the indexes or the benchmarks sucks our managers in and actually prevents them from beating the index, as opposed to helping them. Indeed, we've produced a whole generation of money managers that are wired that way. They're more inclined to think about the index and maybe what the competitors are doing than they are coming in in the morning and seeking out undervalued securities and spending their whole day doing that. But my research, both anecdotally and and academically, points towards the fact that if you want to beat the index in the long term and generate higher returns, you need to ignore it in the short term. So investors, and indeed portfolio managers, shouldn't be afraid of having a portfolio that looks much different than the index. In the posting for this podcast, we have linked to an article by David O'Leary, head of fund research at Morningstar Canada. Morningstar in this country and south of the border have written extensively on active versus passive over the years, but I think David's update is a, is a refreshing look at the topic, and I encourage people to read it. One of the things that he cautions about is that the comparisons that people make about performance of active versus passive funds. And I happen to agree with David. I think the comparisons often are very sloppily done. They include funds that are, are, shouldn't be in the, in the sample size. They don't consider all the costs. But having said that, even on, on an apples to apples basis, in general, index funds do beat active. But I guess our point of raising this issue with people both in the, in the column and on this podcast is to say that it doesn't have to be that way. If firms give their active managers a chance to beat the index, 
they can do it. And they can also provide a more, a more satisfactory pattern of returns. How do you give a manager a chance? Well, first of all, you have a reasonable fee, so they don't have such a big hurdle to get over. You allow them to be true, truly active, which means that they have the scope to make their portfolio go where they want it to go and not mirror the index. You insist that they concentrate and focus on their best ideas. I've always lived by the rule that I don't want to give somebody money and then have them put some of it in their 100th or 150th best idea. I want to know what their best ideas are, and that's where I want my money. And finally, I think you've got to allow a manager the time to generate those better returns. And so not that we disengage from the industry, not that we don't report quarterly to clients. You have to be patient with managers to let their strategies play out over a long period of time. I do think active management can generate higher long-term returns and provide a more attractive pattern of returns for those who are interested. Thanks for listening. This is Tom Bradley, and I encourage you to listen to future Steady Hand podcasts.